on Eat This with Leanne <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> I was like an afterthought. Let me, let me try that again. What show is this again? <laughs> what are we doing? Where am I? Oh, I'm in my closet. Right. <laughs> A special isolation edition of Eat This with Leanne. Here's Leanne Phillipson. I think it all started off with hoarding toilet paper. Then we realized that we better fill our fridges and cupboards with food. Otherwise, all that stockpiled TP, well, that it won't be needed. <laughs> then came the baking, bread rising either from a sourdough starter or just plain old yeast, if you could find it. Loaves, well, they filled bellies, but they also really filled our social media feeds. I saw homemade fancy apple cinnamon strudel cakes, saw cinnamon rolls, the most decadent chocolate chip cookies and donuts. Yeah, that was all around the same time as the supermarket shelves emptied of all the convenience food that they had. This pendulum has swung so far that it smashed our reality as we know it. The snackathon, well, that came next. Work from home, feed the kids, homeschool the kids, give them the hundred snack of the day. Well, with a glass of wine in hand, of course, because oh. there's some there's some time zone out there that's drinking, <laughs> and it would just be rude not to join them in solidarity. From there, the term quarantine 15 was coined because, well, that's the trajectory of weight gain during this time. Is this you? Can you relate? So let's talk about that on Eat This with Leanne this week, how you are doing and some of my followers are doing. And I'm gonna give you three ways to curb your quarantine 15. All right, so what 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 do you mean 15? Uh, like you mean time, like 15 minutes? Uh, what are we referencing when you say 15, quarantine 15? Quarantine 15 is kind of a spin on the freshman 15, the freshman 10, the freshman 20. I think every year it's a little bit different. And that was coined because when students start their freshman year, they're off on their own. They're in a whole other world. And they typically put on maybe 10 pounds, maybe 20 pounds, maybe 15 pounds. Maybe it's all from beer. Maybe it's because it's late night pizza. It's just different. Right. So. So we've now got the quarantine 15 because, you know, sort of tongue in cheek is we're all going to put on 15 pounds by the time we're out of quarantine. Is it all right if it's a quarantine 30? Does that still does that still count? (laughs) Then you need everything I'm about to share. Double, (laughs) double time. Wait a minute. Let me get a pen. I'll write this down. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If I say run around the block, go 10 times. (laughs) I can't find a pen. Yeah, that, that's his. That's his excuse. I couldn't. I couldn't write it down. So sorry. I can't sorry. follow your advice. Nope. The end. Nope. Kids have all the pens and paper. I got nothing. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know, I know that emotional eating is so real for so many people, and with all of that, everything that's been going on, holy smokes, it it's hit a new high. 
And I've seen a split in how our time in isolation has hit people. I took to social media, which I very often do, just to see what people were finding. And I'm going to share with you guys some of what I got back because I didn't see it coming. I've had someone say, I lost a couple of pounds, but I'm sh- pretty sure that that's all of my muscle turning from fat. That was, fr- that was oh, from Maureen. Oh, no. Yeah. Yep. Um, Stacy, she says she's lost nine pounds. And when I said like on purpose, what's happening? Well, stress hits her and she loses weight. That's just her body's metabolism. And that's how she rolls, whether it's, she's not really, uh, eating so much. I don't think that was the problem, but she's working out every day. She's eating healthier than usual. Um, and the stress, you know, that is the bit that just gets her. So Jennifer, she shared that she thinks it's from not eating out as much. She doesn't find herself eating as much sugar, um, even with all of the baking that's going on, uh, because she's preparing everything at home. So that's a really big one. She's got less water retention, less impulse treats. So maybe that's out when she's shopping um, and she's not big on snacking on junk food anyway bunch of people. Wendy is exactly the same. Sandra, she's like, I have no scale. I don't know. And, (laughs) and I said, sometimes I don't have a scale either, but you know, it's how do you, you I just said to her, well, it really depends on how you feel in those stretchy pants. Because, you know, there are people out there that haven't done up a button in months. Excuse me? Um, I just blurted that out, but I, I meant it. So, uh, yeah, she and Sandra, who's a, who's, she's a marathon runner and she's still out running. She says, I feel great in my stretchy clothes. Ask me about my jeans. Well, that could be another story. <laughs> Janice, is, Janice is keeping up her step count, so she is rocking it. Uh, Sherry Lynn, she already was losing on a weight loss goal and she's, she's doing it. She's doing some intermittent fasting. She's got a cleaner diet going on. Very little alcohol. I'm saying this, uh, listeners to inspire you. Don't feel badly if this is not how you've navigated it. And I think this was perfectly said by Heather. She said, these answers are now making me upset. I got to get back in line now that I'm inspired. So she actually found that these were more inspirational and some lovely people stepped in and said, you're rocking it. You're doing awesome. And she said, yeah, yeah, I get it. But it's just not how she responds to stress. She's one of the ones who will eat everything. She's one of the ones who's sitting at her desk nine to five. She's not getting out. She's not able to work out. She doesn't go for for walks. She kind of does, but it just life is different. And for her, she says, um, added to the living alone, she's not able to see the people that I care about, having my kids every other week. And, you know, she's single, fairly newly single, I think, um, out of out of her marriage. So she says, pass me the chips. (laughs) I find motivation and inspiration kind of like walking on a fence. You can literally tip one way or the other so easy yep you know and it really is that fragile of a thing some people shoot to the moon and others would rather just dig a hole yeah yeah so please if you can stay on the side of the fence of inspiration absolutely but also really know that whatever you're doing if you you know if this triggers you a little bit to know that 
you could be doing a little better. You could maybe go for a walk around the block or implement anything that I'm about to share with you, you know, then, then just rock it, but don't overthink it. And then have this send you to another pint of ice cream because it's just, that's not where I'm trying to take you. Eat this with Leanne. No matter where you are in all this, fine. If you needed to shed a few of those extra pounds by ditching a snack or two, or if you've lost a pound or five, these next three things that I'm going to suggest to you is really to get you to a place of success. So let's jump in. Number one. One. In case you didn't realize this, I'm much more of a add in the good stuff rather than just ditch all of the bad. So I just wanted to say that that up front, if you haven't picked that up, maybe you're listening to this episode for the very first time you've never heard me speak. So with that in mind, I want you to eat more fruits and more vegetables. Don't yawn boring and say, oh God, she said that again. <laughs> because the more fruits and veggies that you eat, like I'm talking half a plate's worth. When you make up your, your meal, you put all your food on your plate. I want half of that to be fruits or vegetables. Even if it's a snack, pile it, pile it, pile it with the vegetables. Truthfully, when you're full and you're not hungry, you're not going to keep on going back to the kitchen for yet another snack. So that just means that you don't have as much room for the unhealthy. So here's some ideas. Let's just keep it simple. Maybe go grab a banana, grab an orange, maybe an apple. Pick up some berries or try like a pear. Maybe you haven't bought a pear for ages and like, no, I haven't actually. Why don't you go try a pear? Oh, gosh, what? <laughs> you just all of a sudden realize how damn good pears taste and you haven't had one in a while. So that's something new in, you know, in your four walls. Get those greens. I always talk about the greens, but it can also be sweet potato. It can be green beans. It can be broccoli. It can be peas. It doesn't matter. And pile something high, right? Nice big salad with all those greens. Put on some grated carrots, those beets. Add on a side of tuna, maybe some salmon, chicken, or even just some beans out of a can because, you know, that's just what today is. Stir fry anything and use up those frozen, those frozen veggies, that stash that you've got in there and throw in some extra spinach or some kale, depending on what you've got. I heard from a client the other day who cleared out her mom's freezer. She's looking after her 89-year-old mom and she found a rogue bag of corn buried at the bottom. So because she'd been watching my Cook Together video series on Sprout Rates Facebook um, and Instagram pages, and then eventually they end up on, on YouTube, she made my corn coconut soup and said, oh my God, that soup was awesome. And any kind of soup, I mean, you can follow a recipe or not, any kind of soup is a perfect catch-all for all sorts of things. All those veggies that you may not love eating off the plate, we'll just throw them in a soup then. And they don't have to be rogue vegetables at the bottom of a freezer. They could be fresh vegetables. That'd be fine, too. They can be. They can be. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm picturing evil vegetables, these rogue veggies. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're, not, they're not evil. I just think of using things up, you know, that kind of thing. Two. Okay. Second on my action list for you is ditch the booze and oh. hydrate. I know, I know, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Groan, groan, <sighs> groan. Yeah. Stay with me. Don't I'm, I'm switch right. off now. Convince okay? me. Convince Chris, me. you and everyone else. <laughs> Hear what I have to say on this. Okay. This week, I read an article that asked, can alcohol slow down weight loss efforts? The answer, in a word, is yes. 
drinking alcohol can make it harder to lose weight. First of all, it's high in calories and those calories are empty calories. So they're not actually giving your body anything. In actual fact, they're negative calories because they're taking nutrients away from you. Typically, whatever you do, you're not saying, oh, I'm going to have one less snack today so that I can have the rum and Coke later on. So most drinks are on top of what you consume in a day. And that right there could be a bit of a problem. Why I'm recommending that you ditch it. This really stuck out to me. Alcohol interferes with your body's fat burning mechanism. I'm going to say that again. Alcohol interferes with your body's fat burning mechanism. That explains a lot. (laughs) Exactly. When it comes to me, that explains a lot. (laughs) Right? And I think it explained for me, it was a bit of a smack in the head going, well, of course it does because it's metabolism. Right. And then the last thing is that after a few drinks, the last thing you're going to feel like doing is heading out to exercise. Uh, I'm still not drunk yet. So all in all, it's not helping. When I say ditch the booze, that of course is the absolute extreme. If you have one less, two less a week or anything like that, please know that I call that a win every single time. Okay, so the hydration side of this is to help you drink more. I want to talk about post-it notes. Bit weird, but let's 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 do this. Stay with me. I want you to take say eight post-it notes and stick them in a line somewhere in your house, maybe on your fridge, next to the fridge. Just put eight of them, line them all up in a line. You can number them, you can draw pictures on them, whatever you want. Or don't, just leave them as they are. Every time you drink a glass of water, move off one of those from your line and stick it somewhere else. Then you can keep track because the number one thing that I hear from clients is they don't drink enough, but it's because they also don't know how much they drink. They don't ever go back and say, was that three glasses or four glasses? They can't remember. There's so much going on that most brains are fried right now anyway. So this is just a way to keep track. So hopefully you get through those eight, or if you get to three, then tomorrow you can aim for four. The next day you can aim to aim for five. And then also notice just how you're feeling. How's your sleep? How how are your bowel movements? Because all of it impacts on your hydration. Hydration impacts on all of those things. Sorry, I had to say that back the other way around. Added to that, I suggest you start off with lemon water in the morning as soon as you wake up. It just gives your liver and your kidneys a like, good morning. And, and it's so incredible. So take that glass to bed and down it as soon as you wake up. Half a uh, squeezed lemon in your water and presto, you've got one of your post-its done. In my case, I'm going to have like three post-its because I use a larger water bottle. I lose my glasses all over the place. Well, I lose the glasses on my face, but I lose my water glasses all over the place. And I find it easier to have my water bottle. And then I count how many water bottles I have. Three. Okay. So the third thing is, is to move. We've got to move our bodies. And while we're inside and we think we feel guilty about maybe going outside for a walk or with your kids or dog or whatever. I get funny looks all the time. I'm like, I I, I want to say I've got a dog. I've got to be out here sometimes. <laughs> so maybe it's a walk, maybe it's a yoga class online, maybe some kind of workout or a bike ride. 
I've heard many people that have done absolutely nothing and they might need a bit of a kick in the pants to get moving. A really great friend and personal trainer that I know, Samantha or Sam Core Trainer on social media, she does a lot of challenges with her clients. Uh, Sam is here to explain why a challenge works really well for some and what she's seen and but maybe not so much for others. Somewhere between her jeans collection and her sock drawer, this is Eat This with Leanne. Thank you so much for joining me today, Sam. I'm really glad to have an expert. We boxed together for years, didn't we? And that was a tremendous stress buster. Holy smokes, I could do with a little bit more of that right now. But let's talk about challenges because I know you do a lot of challenges with your with your clients. So like, what do you see? What, do you, what happens? Why does it work for some and it doesn't work for others? Well, I really believe it, it works for some because people need that they need that extra kick in the pants, right? And especially now, because during this time, people are feeling so isolated and they're feeling really stuck and overwhelmed at home. They might be working from home and they've got kids running around. They just don't have any motivation to get started. So when they sign up for a challenge, they've now committed and they know that somebody's going to keep them accountable. So now I'm like, okay, now I've committed and now I can do something. Um, it, I'd say it doesn't work for people who really are just not ready. And we have to be honest with that. Um, I mean, I even have some people who sign up for my challenges, they pay and then they don't show up. But for them, they can say, well, you know, I I signed up for a challenge and I did a challenge, but it didn't work. No, you actually have to show up and you need to follow through. So for those people who are literally at home, feeling stuck they're really in a rut like a lot of people obviously because now we're going into week eight here of isolation Mm. and they know that you know what the seasons are still moving summer is going to be here before we know it and eventually the doors are going to open and we have to go outside and interact with people to a certain degree um a challenge could be the the perfect segue to get that started i think i think for a lot of people a challenge is a kick in the pants And from what I see, if I do something with, you know, with a group of people around eating is that it's motivating because you have a tribe, you have accountability. Mm -hmm. And also, um, also on the journey, you get to share your wins and you realize that if somebody else had that experience, you know what, then so can I. Absolutely. And that is one thing that I actually really focus on in my challenge. I have to say that my challenges are unlike any your traditional fitness challenges. I don't meet pe- make people beat themselves up. I don't actually make people count calories or weigh their food. I'm not about that. What I'm really about is having people reconnect with themselves and, and love themselves again. And community is so essential in this because so many people who have done maybe multiple challenges or multiple diets, they've been on this never ending hamster wheel. And, but most of the time they do it alone. So when they have a community of support and they feel like they can relate to these other people and then they can see other people's successes and their wins are like, wow, that means I can do it, do it. It definitely is more motivating. Oh, that is so powerful, especially because we are isolated and we're craving and missing our community. Mm-hmm. I think we found ways to be able to do this online and that in, in ways that still keep us moving and get us to the place where we really want to be. And essentially you nailed it is to reconnect with ourselves and to, Absolutely. And to feel good. 
Oh, mm-hmm. God, don't we just want that? We just oh. want to feel good. We want to feel be- go- good going to bed. We want to feel good waking up. We want to feel good during the day. Mm-hmm. All of it. Well, Sam, thank you so much. So uh, if you have a challenge coming up soon and people are interested in joining, can they find you at samcoretrainer.com? They can find me at samcoretrainer.com. I, on Facebook, I'm Sam Core Trainer. On Instagram, I'm Sam Core Trainer. My next challenge is actually coming up on May 11th. I, I do keep it limited, though, to only 30 spots because I really want to make sure, like I said, it's unlike any other challenge. I really like to give people the individualized attention that they deserve and make sure that they really do reach their goals and make, you know, 21 days to create a new habit, right? So at the end of this challenge, they feel successful and that they can keep moving forward amazing so any listeners that are interested in this get on it where can they sign up sam for the for your challenge where can they uh where can they hit i'm in i want in if they're interested if they go to my facebook page sam core trainer all the information is there and i would be happy to have you fabulous thanks so much sam thank you I heard from a friend that her 14-year-old daughter was in a little bit of a crisis this week because she feels that her body has changed. And while, yes, it can be hormones, this kid pretty much lived at her karate dojo, leading classes as well as being in them. And since she can't do that anymore, her body feels really different and it has affected not only her mood, but how she feels about herself. So know that this is impacting everyone on every single level. At the end of the day, we're going to come out of this and we're we're either going to like roll into a new normal or run into it feeling strong and healthy in our mind and our body. If you need a kick in the pants, take this as one or don't. It's up to you. As always, please know that you can reach out for any support that you need in anything that you hear on any of the Eat This with Leanne episodes. You can find me at leannephillipson.com. I'll have all of these snack recommendations uh, listed there for you. So head over there to the blog post that supports this particular episode. And you can find me on social media, Leanne Phillipson Nutrition on Facebook, Sprout Right Nutrition. Join along my Cook Together videos and search for all the ones that I've already done over the past 30 days, if you can believe it, with all the recipes from my book, Sprout Right Family Food. We're in this together. You are not alone. I say that from my heart as I come to you from my closet and Chris I'm going to talk for you too, because I know that you are, uh, you know, we're all in the same boat. Chris and I are in the same boat. He just happens to be in his bathroom, (laughs) not literally in the same boat. (laughs) At least there's a comfortable chair in here. It's lovely. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little chilly at first when you sit on the chair, but it's nice now. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) He's got his throne, people. He's got his throne. (laughs) I didn't say throne. I said chair. I did. I just, let's just call it what it is. Oh, thank you so much for listening. You know, and there's someone out there that needs to hear this. If you're listening to this and this has resonated with you, share it. Just share it and you don't even have to say anything. 
to someone. You don't know what your friends are going through. There's something in this podcast that might just help to move them out of a bit of a funk that they're feeling in to know that they are not alone. So please share at will. And as always, eat this one mouthful at a time. Mm